Welcome back, all you Lions fans. It's another episode of the Westside Lions podcast here with your host, Ben Miller. Back as always, uh, we do not have any Jake or Austin tonight, but we are absolutely lucky to have our good friend Mike Payton of Pride of Detroit back again with us. Mike, how are you doing? I'm good, Ben. I'm happy to be here. Awesome, man. We're Like I said, we're very lucky to have you. We're uh, looking forward to a good episode here. Uh, we have a a rough game to talk about um, with the Lions and the Seahawks, but we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, so I'll kind of just get right into it here. Um, Lions versus Seahawks. Lions lost uh, 45-48. You know, Mike, if I told you without seeing this game that the Lions put up 45 points in this game, I'm not sure you probably would have thought that that would have been a loss. No, it's 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 pretty rare to put up 45 points and lose a game. Like it's uh, it it just it's not something that happens all the time, and and especially for the Lions. I mean, Jesus, the Lions put up 45 points. You would think that that would be like uh, you know a huge win for them, and it would be uh, in a season where they're clearly going to make the playoffs. But but nope, they uh, somehow allowed the Seahawks to score 48 points on them instead. So it, yeah, it was a interesting game. This was a Seahawks team that for, you know, the first few games did not look very good. The defense was ranked very bad. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, thought this would be a good, like, bounce back game for the Lions. Um, And I think it went even further into the depths of despair for some people. Um, The Lions offense uh, put up uh, Jared Goff. Went 27 of 40 for 375 yards and four touchdowns. And then we rushed for 145 yards and two touchdowns. So the offense did well. Very well. Offense, yeah, offense played well. Um, and we, we'll get into it. Um, some more Jared Goff talk because we always have to talk about Jared Goff um, after every game. But this was not a bad game from them. What really needs to get talked about is the defense here for the Lions. That was... Um, in my opinion, one of the worst showings of the Lions defense that I've ever seen. Um, I went to this game with my wife. This was the first game that I ever took her to. And I went and I told her in like the beginning of the fourth quarter, I said, I am so sorry. That this was the first game that I had to bring you to because I mean, it was just, you never felt like the Lions ever had a chance in this thing. They were always down by two scores, almost the entire game. And so you'd get some hype in the crowds, but it was just not like any other game. Um, and the defense just looked bad. So let's just start right with it. Um, the defense in general, uh, the Seahawks put up 320 yards uh, in passing game, put up 320 yards and two touchdowns, rushed for 235 yards and three touchdowns. That's atrocious. Um, I heard a lot of people even <laughs> requesting that they would prefer to have a Matt Patricia defense rather than this defense. And that's no, pretty sad. I don't know um, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what were your overall, I mean, just your first glances at this de- defense and watching the game, what were your thoughts just seeing them? Well, I saw a lot of, a lot of youth out there. I saw a lot of uh, guys who are inexperienced and it really showed and they bit on just everything that the Seahawks were doing. It seemed like if you go back and watch that game, it was play action after play action after play action with the tight end leaking out. Like it was the same, same. play over and over and over. It was like playing Madden, you know, like you play against Madden on, uh, online. 
And there's that guy who always does the same play over and over and over again until you quit, until you rage quit. <clears throat> and it was it was exactly that. It was they just could not figure it out. They just kept biting. They kept sending pressure, too much pressure. Um, you know, there's some there's some thought that maybe you know this this team knows like aggression and they know um, it, you know they know they know they got to run and they got to get after their guy and and maybe they they the Seahawks saw that and used that to their advantage and and the the Lions need to learn how to play a more uh, balanced and um, smarter defense and I. I, I don't know what's going to happen with these personnel changes that they're making and some of the things that they're going to do, but they, they've, they cannot roll out another defense like that. Um, and especially in such a big game this weekend uh, against, you know, you know who Matt Patricia's offense, oh, like Matt Patricia, <laughs> this, uh, <clears throat> this has to be a better game or uh, there's going to be some fans are going to lose uh, all goodwill here pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, they, they're, They've put their hats for this defense on being aggressive. It almost seems like at some points they're too aggressive yeah. that they're not able to just take a step back and, you know, play the field as it comes there, just trying to always ram it down your throat. Maybe because that they don't feel like they have the pieces that could stop it. <laughs> if they didn't, um, I don't know what it is, but it was very concerning seeing the same stuff go over and over and over again, sending all this blitz and, and then Geno Smith, who is not, by any means, like a great quarterback, just just absolutely <laughs> annihilating them because they kept doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I, I thought it was very disappointing to see, like you said, the same play that they would run over and over and over again continue to work. And we have zero, you know, answers for it. Any other team that you see, I mean, it would seem like if you're seeing the same thing over and over again, at some point, a coach is going to pull you inside and say, hey, they've been doing this over and over and over again. You're the one that's not, you know, they're you're biting on this or whatever. Ah. If they're doing this, don't do this, do that. It, and it just never happened. I don't know if, whether it was coaching the team, <clears throat> adjustments or or if it's just the personnel is that bad. I don't know. But there was nothing that was happening throughout the game that made it seem like they were even trying to get better. It just seemed like our, the things that we were doing wasn't working. So now we're just going to send everything that we ha- that we can at you. And if you're going to beat us anyways, we might as well try to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, and, and I, and we just don't have, we don't have the talent for that. The defensive line is kind of um, hurt and in shambles. I mean, one of the, you know, John Kaminsky, who was nobody probably thought would be a starter, you know, turns out to be like our top rated defensive lineman right now. And he's out. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, a rookie, uh, Charles Harris. I, I don't think it's, you know, that outlandish to say, I don't think he's having a great year so far. Um, certainly not playing up to the contract that he just got Romeo Okara still out on the IR. I mean, Julian Okara was ranked one of the worst pass rushers this past week. We're not getting the pressure from the people that we need it from. And so then it's just, it's not working anywhere. So my question is to you, do you see anything? I mean, I think there's one possible bright spot on this defense right now. And it's, and his name is Jeff Okuda. And he even had a tough matchup going against DK Metcalf. But is there anywhere that you can see, like you have good, you know, something is building. I'm not seeing the build right now. I'm just seeing bad. You know, I I would argue that Malcolm Rodriguez had a, 
had a pretty decent game. I, I can't remember what his PFF score was, but I think it was in the 80s. Uh, he had a couple of good plays. So there's something there that you can build upon. And Jeff Okuda um, has been playing really well. And, yeah, DK Metcalf is a yeah, he's a big, muscly, big-body dude. Like, it's, you know, it, he's going to move you around. And uh, Jeff Okuda, you know, he fell victim to that. Plus, with Tyler Lockett on the other side, it was – and, and or, or Rarier playing as, as bad as he's been playing – like it's just you know it, it, it there was there was nothing that anyone could have done it, it it was just that bad of like it was just that bad and and there's been a lot of questions about the preparedness uh, of this you know of Aaron Glenn and uh, and the rest of the Lions coaching staff uh, on the defensive side of the ball whether or not they're you know preparing the right way or if they're uh, unwilling to back off of their preparation that they've had. Um, some adjustments need to be made and you thought you know maybe at halftime they would make some adjustments but they just didn't it just they just came came out and did the same exact thing they did in the first half uh and it, it just became a point where it was like well i, I guess we're just going to try to win the shootout and you know usually that's just not going to work right yeah dan campbell said that after the game he's like <laughs> You know, if it's going to be this kind, if it's going to be this kind of a game, you can't have the mistakes on offense. I'm sitting there thinking, I was not putting this loss on the offense at all. Jared Goff made one really bad throw that turned into a pick six. I will be honest, I was part of the boo crowd for that. I, that mm-hmm. one was pretty bad, so I I booed. But I I br- I would bring it back after that game because he did not lose us that game. Um, and like I said, we're going to talk about Jared Goff in a second, but so. Mike, so Dan Campbell came out and said that there were going to be some changes that have to be made for this defense. A lot of people are discussing um, what it's going to be. Dan Campbell came out, I think it was on Tuesday, and said that they're possibly looking at like moving Aiden Hutchinson more to like just being on the edge without his hand in the dirt kind of a thing again, moving him around <laughs> a little bit more, kind of like what he did in Michigan, which really unlocked his potential. So that's pretty exciting. Hopefully that that can get something. Where else do you see some things that could come up as possible changes? I think that there's a couple people coming back from injuries pretty soon that could be helpful on that. But what are you possibly thinking as some of those adjustments that could be coming up soon? Well, I think, uh, you know, that Aiden Hutchinson thing is really huge. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just do that to begin with. But, uh, you know, that's that's where he clearly was a very good player at Michigan doing that last year and, and, you know, before that. So. Um, you know, some of the other things that you could do is they got they got to focus a little bit more on keeping things in front of them instead of trying. You know, like I, I understand you want to rush the passer and that's important and you should do that. But, uh, you know, I think the Lions defense should should sit back a little bit more, maybe not get so aggressive. Let things come to them, keep things in front of them. Um, you know, I, I, I think maybe. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if, if you want to start experimenting by keep putting people in different places or, or what what that's going to look like. But I definitely think that they need to to uh, just back off that aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to make a big difference. So I've got a question <laughs> here because um, I know. So so you've been around a lot. So we've talked about it a couple times, but um, I'm a big fan of. Um, Melifonwu. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. I liked him very much as a corner. When the few times that he had plays in as a corner <clears> like <throat> against Devonte Adams, and and he pretty much locked him down for a good part of it. Um, and then they moved him to safety because he has the physical traits and everything. I get that. 
Um, some people are thinking maybe uh, Melifon will move back to like a corner. I don't know if you see that. Jerry Jacobs is coming back soon. I don't know how soon you see him coming back. I, I personally, when he got put on IR, he was pretty upset because he felt like he was going to be ready to go. I don't know if it's even possible that he just comes back like right away. But do you think that Amani is in trouble of losing that starting corner job from anybody on this team? Um, you know, if you if you listen to the uh, the Pride of Detroit podcast, which I, I know you do, we very often uh, will talk about uh, I think people are. Maybe I don't want to say this wrong because I think Jerry Jacobs can be a great player and I think he could be, you know, fine. But I think maybe we're overvaluing him at this point. Um, I I don't think that Jerry's going to come back and just automatically knock Amani off that second spot. Um, There's there's a lot of thought that he might actually just be playing nickel since Mike Hughes hasn't been playing that well. Um, I I like the idea of if uh, if Melifonwu going back to the corner, I, I thought he played fairly well there, but, you know, I, I think he could be a better safety. And I think the reason that he hasn't played so much is they're still trying to uh, teach him how to play safety, essentially. They're still trying to make that transition. So I, I think eventually you're going to start seeing more of him. But um, that secondary, it, it, it's something that I don't think, I'm, I'm not sure can be necessarily fixed this year. It's it's something that you might have to just kind of bite your lip and, 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 and deal with it. You know, Okuda, you hope that he keeps playing this well. Uh, and you hope that maybe Awarie, I don't know if it's his back or what's going on, he, uh, but he really needs to clean some of the stuff up with the penalties uh, the week before and then last week just getting burned on some plays. It, it, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> definitely not looked like the Awarie from last year. Um, he's actually just looked really, really bad. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think that there's a lot of expectations put on Jacobs. Uh, when he comes back, but I do know that the coaching staff loves that guy. Oh yeah, they talk about him all the time. So I wasn't sure, you know, maybe if maybe they would even consider that because um, I know Dan Campbell talked about he's going to put <laughs> guys out there that you know are going to be best for the team, even if that's a young guy who is going to be better for it, you know, a couple weeks down the line. Um, are there any other young guys that you see may maybe getting a um, a better role? I know one of them, Demetrius Taylor is going to be getting some more looks this week coming on the defensive line, um, hopefully improving some of that interior pass rush. Uh, do you see any other young guys maybe getting a shot? I'd like to see Chase Lucas get a get a shot to go out there and do something. Um, you know, he's another guy that is making that transition from the from college to the pros. It's, it's not easy, especially, uh, you know, the game is so much faster in the NFL. So it, I think that eventually you're going to see Chase come out there and, and, and get some time. Um, I, I don't know. Why not try it now? <laughs> this defense couldn't get any worse, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I would love to see him get a little bit of time out there. And I'd love to see a little bit more James Mitchell. I know it was yesterday, uh, Sunday was his first game. I felt like he didn't even get a target while he was out there. I, I, I loved this kid coming out of college. He, I mocked him and, and, like nine out of 10 mock drafts that I had to the Lions because I just, I love what this, this guy can bring the, the, I, I, for me, the big thing is uh, I love players that can do multiple things. And at Virginia tech, James Mitchell was a, a tight end, a wide receiver, a running back, a kick returner. Like he did everything. I love a player like that. So I would love to see a little bit more of him. Um, I know that's on the offensive side of, of the ball, but I'm just, uh, I just saying. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's got some electric highlights. I went back and rewatched a lot of his stuff, and he really was um, a big difference maker on that team on the uh, offensive side of the ball. That's for sure. Um, so there's two big headlines that are going on right now with the defense, and I, and I want to hear your take on it. Number one is Aaron Glenn. Uh, there's a lot of people right now that have really faded in their trust in Aaron Glenn. And, and there's even some people who think that he should be getting fired and they and they revert back to uh, the offense last year um, and then with Anthony Lynn. Um, I, I feel like that's not going to happen. I feel like that there's no way that's going to happen because it's a different it's a whole different like relationship. And, and there's not even like been a chance to you know fix the defense. What are your thoughts on on the people that are saying that uh, AG might be? looking at me and out of the out of Detroit soon. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Um, you know, I, look, I, I'll put it this way, and, and I understand, believe me, I'm a fan first. Like, I love this team. I love, and I can get emotional too, and I can get, and on Sunday I had, I you know, I, I had things to say about Aaron Glenn too, but like, you know, when you step back and you be a little bit objective about it, you got to realize that, you know, this team is super young. They're like the youngest team in the entire league. And most of that youth is on that defensive side of the ball. Right. And there, there's guys that are learning new positions. You know, Will Harris is, is you know, was a, a, a cornerback who's now like a, a safety, a mm-hmm. cornerback safety. You've got Melifonwu who's trying to learn how to be a safety. You've got uh, a bunch of guys who are learning how to play in the NFL. Like, it's this isn't a star-studded defense. If this were the... 2014 defense and it was this bad then I can understand why you would want somebody out immediately but you've got you you you, you got to at least give time to develop now is Aaron Glenn going to be um the defensive coordinator of the future is he the guy that is is as advertised that we've all thought I, I don't know I can't really answer that what I can tell you right now is that he's a great coach mm-hmm. is he is he good at the X's and O's we'll see I think he needs to maybe uh, get better there and uh, and we'll see what happens. But but I, I don't I don't see him going anywhere. I know Dan Campbell loves him and trusts him. Yeah, this was a guy that he really wanted on his staff. And uh, and, and we'll see where it goes. You know, it, yeah. it does have to get better, though. But I doubt yeah. I doubt he's going anywhere. I agree. And Dan Campbell even came out, I think, on Tuesday as well, got asked directly about it, you know, about is his job in jeopardy? And, and he said, no, I, I have every last bit of faith in ag and and i you know think you'll get it turned around without a problem so you know i kind of figured that dan campbell would say that because they are very close you know playing in you know um coaching in uh with in new orleans together and everything so they're they're very close i think that he has all of the faith in ag to get things turned around and i i i think that he could do it i'm just very interested to see that happen with like you said the talent that's on this roster right now I just I'm I'm tempering my expectations. Um, and then the second big headline I wanted to throw at you, this one bothers me quite a bit, is the uh, Aiden Hutchinson is a bust um, narrative already going around. Okay. Um, he, he a lot of people say <laughs> in the draft, they had said, you know, he's not going to win a lot. 
of his one-on-one matchups and he's not getting sack numbers. He's had a few games now where the sacks are pretty quiet. His pressures, I I mean, I'll throw it to you, let you talk on it first. Um, I'm not believing it, but I'll see what you have to say about Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I don't I, we're four games into his rookie season, guys. Like, let's calm down. Uh, you know, you can't <laughs> I, I, I love Detroit Lions fans. I, I really do. I think we're, it's the greatest fan base there is, but they are the quickest fan base to call someone a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when, when the Lions drafted Aiden Hutchinson, you thought TJ Watt was was going to come here. Like you thought TJ Watt is what you were getting and you were going to get immediate numbers, but it's just, that's that's not how it works. I, it, I'm sorry, but he's getting pressure. He's, he's playing... He's he's playing well enough, um, but you know there's even even with T.J. Watt there there's got to be a guy on the other side who who's helping him get there. Like with with your best players in uh, uh, best, Aaron Donald, even Aaron Donald who's a freak, he's got to rely on his defensive line to help him get home too. Like it, it can't just he's not just doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is a guy like I said four games into his NFL career, it. So far, he's 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 he could play better, sure, but he's he's not like a horrible horrible player who the Lions have already benched and have given up on. Like we've seen guys like Tease Tabor come in here, and you know immediately, okay, <laughs> this guy is a bust. Like that, I that I can understand. Um, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's a bust at all. I I think that um, I think that once they stand him up, I think we're going to see some some changes. I don't think that this guy's going to rack up you know, 20 sacks this year or something. He's not going to set records, you know. It, it, maybe it'll be like a Ziggy Ansah year. He'll get like 10 sacks or something. You know, that would be that would be a nice high side. of. Uh, but but right now it's all about player development. And that's that's all that this this uh, that that I want to see. I just want to see player development. I know they weren't I knew they weren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. I knew this wasn't the year. Um, so, you know, let's let's see guys get better. And and uh, I, I I'm not worried at all about him. Yeah, I'm not either. Like you said, I mean, just look at his pressure. You know, he's getting tons of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Um, he's, I think he's leading right now with all of the the first round edge edge rushers right now for pressures. Um, and I mean, he he did have one game where uh, he had three sacks. Sure, Carson Wentz kind of ran into him a co- for a couple of those, but I mean, he. When we drafted him, we weren't expecting him to be like a crazy, you know, Chase Young, beat everybody right off the edge, no matter what type of a guy. We all said that he was, well, you know what you're going to get with Aiden Hutchinson. He's going to be relentless. He's going to continue, and he's going to continue to go at the quarterback no matter what. And that's what we're getting. Like, he's not super flashy right now. I still think he has plenty of room to grow with how athletic he is and 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 how much he could really grow into. But he's, we all knew he wasn't that guy coming out. Uh, and like you said, this this whole team is not helping him. Maybe with a better defensive line when John Kaminsky was in there. Um, and, you know, taking those double teams. That's when Aiden Hutchinson got his three <coughs> Um right. When he has the help around him, I expect him to see much more production. But with the defensive line that we've got going right now, as I said, most of them ranked very close to the bottom of all edge rushers in the NFL right now. 
he's not gonna he's not gonna look super flashy. He's gonna look like he's putting his heart out there, which he does every single play. Um, but it's not gonna be super flashy. And like you said, it's, it's game four for him in the entire NFL career. Game four. Just just stop. Right. He's not a relax. Player. Relax, everybody. Just calm down. Yeah, it's okay. We'll have time. But if you want to be worried about something, let's talk about what happens if the Lions lose this game coming up against the Patriots. I think if the Lions lose against the Patriots, that could be something where the fan base really, I think a large (laughs) amount of the fan base loses some confidence in Dan Campbell. I think, you know, he's right now got a lot of people saying was like, okay, you know, we're, we're rebuilding, whatever. I think after, after this, game that we just had and then coming up against the Matt Patricia offense led in the Patriots, especially with some injuries that are going on with their quarterbacks and how their offense isn't super flashy. If it's another really bad game like we just had, I think a lot of fans are going to start turning on him. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, Matt Patricia's, I, I've often compared him to Thanos. You know, he he came in and like snapped his fingers and killed the Detroit Lions franchise. Just like, decimated it. Decimated <laughs> it piece by piece. Everybody that you loved was gone by the time he was gone. It was like it was it was horrible. So the Lions got to go out there and be the Avengers right now. Like they they've got they have to win this game. Um, you know, I know that must win games are like something that nobody wants to talk about this early in the season. And in terms of playoffs and, and blah, 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 this doesn't mean anything when I say must win. Like, when I say must win, like, they have to go beat this this team with that guy at the offensive coordinator spot. Because if they don't, then, you know, yeah, people are going to turn. People are going to turn. You know, at best, it's going to put Dan Campbell in a situation where he's going to have to earn everybody's trust and respect and goodwill back. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of scary, actually, when you think about it, because it could very well lose this game. And, uh, yep. and 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 I I, for one, you know, don't like being and uh, don't like covering the team when everybody wants the coach fired. Like, I, I hate that. I hate people tweeting me saying, uh, oh, they got to fire Campbell. And they like, are they got to fire this guy or they fire that guy? Like, it always happens. Or the Fords need to sell the team and all this like junk. It's uh, it, it's stupid. But um, yeah, they they just need to win this game. It's a very, very important thing. Um, and they have a chance to do it. They, they've that offense. They have give the them offense. A, yeah. That offense should give them a chance to do anything in the world. Uh, the defense just needs to get a few stops, just a few stops, <laughs> force a few punts, and uh, anything is possible. But yeah. If we'll the see. Lions would have stopped them like one time last game, would have been a win. Yeah. That's, we don't need them to be like a great defense. We need them to be like slightly below average and we'd be fine <clears throat> with this offense that we've got going right now. Um, but yeah, I remember making podcasts before Matt Patricia got fired. And it was like agonizing talking about the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And we're all just sitting here saying, Okay, when is this going to happen? I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is just, it needs to happen. And then it never did and never did. And then finally, we got a little bit of relief when it finally happened. Yeah, it's not fun. Now, I'm not saying that if the Lions lose this game, that Dan Campbell should be on the hot seat. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, this is still very. There will be some fans that say that. 
Oh, absolutely. But this is still very much a rebuild. And we're still very much in year two of a rebuild with the youngest team in the league. Like this, it's not an overnight thing, guys. Like I, I, I know you want it and I'm ready for it too, but it's like, it's not, it's going to take time. If you're going to do it the right way, it's got to take time. And ideally, you know, the Lions are coming up on a 2023 off season with a lot of great draft picks and a lot of good money. And they can plant a lot of uh, of the, that uh, money and, and draft picks into their defense and, Things can happen. You never know. 2023 could be a really amazing year. But, it, you know, I know you're you're going to be tempted to want to turn if, if they lose this game. But I, I, I don't think that you should. And uh, and that's, you know, that's the only thing I want to say. I, I just I don't think that I don't think that would be the appropriate response. Um, the real way to stick it to Patricia would be to ultimately succeed without him. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Before we get into the the things that we think we know for this Lions Patriots game, I do want to uh, I think if I remember correctly on Sunday, Mike, you had put out a tweet. You were all for the Lions using their first round pick on a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> and then I think immediately Jared Goff threw a pick six because <laughs> I remember seeing that and then looking up and seeing Jared Goff throwing a pick six. And then I commented. And Jared Goff's showing you why we can't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we do. Like you said, it's a, it's rebuilding year two. I mean, just look at how far the, the offense have got, has gotten in year two yeah. um, when it was focused on. Clearly, the defense was not focused on this offseason. I mean, we had a couple pieces here and there. But really, I mean, we didn't do much of offseason except for just bringing people back. Um so I think with the full off season and some draft capital, I think that, and hopefully <clears throat> some defensive changes coming. Um, I think Aaron Glenn said today that he's expecting a big turnaround, just like the 2021 chiefs. So if yeah. that happens, plus some, you know, added bonus on draft capital and, and some uh, free agency, who knows where this Lions team could be next year. But if the offense continues and the defense can, you know, improves, I mean, it could be pretty special. But let's go into the Lions Patriots game. Uh, the one thing that we that we think we know for it. Um, I'll start it off with you. I, I have to think for a second. I'll start with you. What's the one thing you think you know for this Lions Patriots game? Um, I think I know that the Lions offense is is explosive. Uh, it's very good. Uh, Jared Goff is playing the best football of his entire career. Um, you know, I put out a tweet uh, on that same Sunday that Jared Goff is up is at is having the best start that any Lions quarterback has had since Matthew Stafford's 2011 season, which many many Lions fans hold as like you know the holy grail of Lions quarterbacking seasons. Like Jared Goff is playing just so very well right now, um, and it, I, I I trust the guy. Uh, there it is. I said it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think this line's offense is going to be good. I know we already know Swift is not going to be there. Um, St. Brown didn't pra- practice today, but DJ shark is back. So that should help. Uh, I mean, look what they did. Look what they did on Sunday without, without the, you know, their top guys. I, I, this unit just works. Um, so I think they're going to be able to go out there and score some points. All right. <clears throat> By the way, I think I think we need to address Jared Goff now as 
Jared Goff FedEx Air Player of the Week, Jared Goff. Yeah. Since that's, you know, the accolade that he has now, even though he was going up against the team that we faced, Geno Smith, for that voting. Um, okay, the one thing I think I know for this Lions-Patriots game, <clears throat> I think Okuda gets... Um, I think Okuda gets a pick this week. That's what I'm going to go with. I think that the wide receivers are not great. Mm-hmm. I think that the quarterback is banged up. I think it's a good mix for <coughs> for our corners to possibly get the hands on the ball. And I don't, I don't know who the cornerback across from Okuda will be uh, because they might be switching some stuff up. But I think that we come away with two picks total for the day. I think Okuda has one, and I think – and I don't know who's going to get the second, but I think we get two picks for the day. That's my bold prediction for that. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Pretty bold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's we'll pretty see. bold, uh, especially since they, like, have not had any for the <laughs> season. Yeah, so far. I think they had that Will Harris pick uh, against uh, Washington. I think that's the only one that's happened so far, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we're going to double it for this game. All right. <laughs> I'm excited for that. It's the first time we're not going to be facing like giants at the wide receiver position, you know, right. DK and uh, scary Terry. <laughs> I mean, AJ just, Brown, Justin. AJ Jefferson, Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, we'll actually have some like just average wide receivers and maybe it'll make our corners look good. Hopefully. But, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and push all the rest of that till next week where we will go over that Lions-Patriots game. So make sure to tune with us then as well. But as always from myself. Oh, before I forget, Mike, I didn't do it last time you came on and I wanted to do it. Give a give everyone a chance. Uh, let them know where you're at if you want to promote some stuff that you want to do. I know uh, they do that over there at Pride of Detroit. It's a great idea. So please go ahead and take a second to promote your stuff. Uh, yeah, um, I'm on Twitter at POD underscore Peyton. Uh, you can come follow me on there and uh, talk lines with me. I'm always all pretty much always available to do it. And uh, uh, I've got several columns a week. Uh, there's always something. Uh, I put up two today. We recording this on a Thursday. I put up two columns today. Um, and then I've got a, a big SB Nation feature uh, piece coming out at uh, 10 a.m. on Friday morning. Um, so when you're listening to this today, uh, you can head over to SB Nation, and I've got a a story on uh, sports breakups, and um, it's a nice uh, psychological uh, piece. I spoke with a psychology uh, or a psychologist, um, and uh, kind of a, to understand uh, what happens to us when our our favorite uh, sports hero leaves town. So like, if you're still upset about Matthew Stafford, this is this is going to be a good one for you. So. Check that out. Awesome, and you have you have a podcast that you do as well, right? For the oh Pistons? yes, absolutely yes. I host a uh, Pistons podcast. Comes out every Wednesday. It's called Bad Boys and Beyond. Uh, we go back and uh, every other week we talk about a, a one one Pistons player. We do a profile on them. We talk about their entire career, um, have discussions about their legacy, uh, can they play today, stuff like that. And then um, every other week uh, uh, we do a uh, NBA redraft. So we're currently um, on 1991, which will be that'll be next week. To today's episode, or yesterday's episode, I should say, 
uh, was Rick Mahorn. So that's this week. So uh, go ahead and give that a listen. That's on uh, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can get your podcast that's out there. Bad Boys and Beyond. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate you coming back on again and hope we can get you on again at some point. Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. All right. Well, from all of us here at the West Side Lions podcast, go Lions.